The Probe Dental Podcast is presented by the Dental Awards. The Dental Awards is the original and most respected awards programme in British dentistry. 2021 marks the 22nd anniversary of the event, and over the decades it has recognised the outstanding individuals and teams whose commitment and drive continue to raise standards throughout the profession. The Dental Awards is attended each year by more than 600 clinicians. Winning or being a finalist is a tremendous accolade, and provides a massive publicity boost to the profile of your practice and your team. After all, who wouldn't want to be treated by the dentist or dental team of the year? For more information about entering the 2021 Dental Awards, please visit theprobe.co.uk slash awards. That's T-H-E hyphen P-R-O-B-E dot co.uk slash awards. Hello and welcome to the Probe Dental Podcast with me, James Cook. This week's guest is Dr. Barry Alton, widely known as the Confident Dentist, specialising in dental sales and communication training. Barry pioneered the comfortable dental injection technique and previously owned the Hazelmere Dental Centre in Surrey before selling it in 2018. He does still work in practice three days a week clinically, keeping his finger on the pulse of the profession. His upcoming course, taking place later this year, is Influencing Smiles, which is all about learning how to communicate with patients as well as anyone else in your life effectively. This, of course, will have sales implications for your practice while also ensuring patients see the messages that you are giving them. Providing proof of his methods, Barry figures out the way my mind works during this conversation after what is one of the most unpredictable starts to this podcast. My guests and I often have a quick chat before we start recording, and the same went here. However, when we hit the record button and I asked Barry how he was doing for the second time in the space of about five minutes, he gave a completely different answer, dropping somewhat of a bombshell. It's definitely worth a listen, so here it is, my conversation with Dr. Barry Alton. Hi there, we're here with Dr. Barry Alton. Barry, how are you doing? I, I'm doing really well, thanks for it. Well, I say really well. Do you want the honest answer? Go for it. I've got long COVID. Oh, really? Oh, no. Yeah. When, when did you When did you come down with it? Well, I had COVID in um, February last year. Uh, and at the time, um, in fact, myself and Sally, my PA, we both caught it when we were in Ireland uh, lecturing... And um, we came back and got very, very ill. So we couldn't get a test because that was right at the beginning when we phoned, you know, the hotline and said, can we get a test? And they said, well, have you been to China? No. Have you been in contact with anybody from China? No. Well, then, no, you can't. So we didn't know for certain it was COVID. And um, I was very, very ill. And Sally had the... um, the classic signs. So she had a, a, a cough, she had headaches, she had all the bits and pieces that they expected. Whereas my my symptoms were very different. I lost my taste and my smell. I had absolute fatigue, literally could not stand. Pains all over my body, all sorts of different things that actually, maybe four months further down the line, it started to come out that they were different sort of symptoms. So 
I, I got tested in September for antibodies and I had them. Um, I've had chronic fatigue ever since. Uh, and then I started to feel a whole lot better when I started using a Peloton. I bought a Peloton at Christmas. So a Peloton, for those that don't know, is, a, is basically a fancy bicycle that you sit on and it doesn't go anywhere. But you ride, you do classes with, the, uh, with some Americans and it's amazing. But I felt really good. And then three weeks ago, I had the vaccine and I'm back to square one. So for the last three weeks, I've, I feel like I've got COVID again. It's just really odd. Really? But I'm still buoyant and happy and, you know, <laughs> cracking on. So, I mean, obviously, I don't want to, you know, give any ammo to any anti-vaxxers out there, but was it the vaccine that's made you, you feel a bit... 100%. Really? Okay. 100%. And then there's a number, I've heard of a number of uh, colleagues in the profession that have had similar experiences or are having similar experiences. There's not a lot at this point in time, that the time that we're recording this podcast, there's not a lot being publicised about the problems. Um and I've only had the first one, uh, but right now I wish I hadn't, because I'm three weeks down the line and I'm my fatigue is is like it was back in March last year. Um, oh, really? But you know, we by the time you release this podcast, who knows? I might be fighting fit and and full of energy. We'll have to we'll have to we'll have to get in touch and we'll provide an update. This will be going out in a few weeks' time from now. So oh, yeah, well. let's do that. We'll do an update at the end. That's it. <laughs> we'll edit it in. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. I wasn't expecting that bombshell to start this. So <laughs> for those of you who don't know, you're you're the confident dentist. Is that right? Yeah. So I am Dr. Barry Olson and I've, I started the Confident Dentist Academy. So the brand is, is effectively me, my name, and the company that we started is the Confident Dentist Academy. And it is geared and aimed at ultimately this is a really maybe a slightly strange thing to say but it is aimed at um changing ultimately millions of smiles and building the confidence of millions of people and the way that i am going to be involved with that is to help fellow dentists and their teams be able to communicate more clearly with their patients so that their patients accept more wants-based dentistry on top of the needs-based dentistry. And so, in essence, that's what I started, is it's uh, communication and sales training um, that allows people to understand how we communicate, not just with our, with our patients, but actually how we communicate with ourselves. So it empowers us a lot. I teach people about... Um, personality preferences, so the things called meta-programs, to understand what motivates people so that we can make sure that we're motivating rather than demotivating, um, because otherwise you've got a 50-50 chance of getting it wrong, and most of us have no idea that we're doing it wrong. And then I also teach as a part of that is the language skills and influence, because language can weave magic. And so, you know, very often we're putting ourselves and doing ourselves a disservice with the words that we're using. And so when you become consciously aware of that, you can actually start to use it much more powerfully to serve the patient in a much deeper way. And yeah, the feedback we get is just phenomenal. It's, um, I'm loving it. I love, I love this sharing, the symbiotic kind of relationship that I have with people sharing and helping them to improve their lives and the lives of their patients. 
So why is communication so important in dentistry in particular? I think it's not important in particular. I think okay. it's important full stop, honestly. Um, I think in particular in dentistry, it's because I'm a dentist. Having said that, though, what I've written in the training course is, whilst I've tailored it to dentistry, it's very generic. It's about how we all tick and how... We all process information, and and so my my course ultimately can be white labelled and taken into any any industry, any sector, any profession. I think there are some nuances in dentistry that make communication um, a little more important, and that's you know medical legal legal aspects. I think it's imperative. Uh, we've got Montgomery, and we've we've got to ensure that we are fully informing our patients of the options. Uh, in my map of the world, what I see time and time again is dentists believing that they've informed their patients, but actually, we are not in control necessarily of what our patients perceive we're saying and how we're saying it and what we mean by it and what they think we mean by it. So I could tell you something and just because I know what I mean by it doesn't mean to say that you've got the same message. So part of my training course is to help people understand and identify when there is some miscommunication, when somebody hasn't understood something to ensure that we can then explain things in a much better way to step into their model of the world. Can I give you an example of that? Go ahead. So we all process things slightly differently, and we all have a we have um, we have these things called predicates, okay? And in in NLP terms, so I'm a master practitioner of neurolinguistic programming, and I'm also a master hypnotherapist. So when I learned these things, what I began to understand is that we all have our senses. Uh, our sight, our hearing, our taste, our touch, and so on and so forth. And so when we have um, information coming at us, we have a preference for how we process. Some people are either highly visual, and they process through their pictures in their heads and the movies in their heads, and they, they take on board the things that they see more than anything else. Other people are auditory. They take on things that they hear. They process their information through the the sounds and the environment based on, on the sound. And other people are far more what we call kinesthetic. That's touch and feelings. And so for me, processing information, not understanding this, I was highly kinesthetic, which meant I had to kind of feel something and really get it inside in order to understand it. And yet I thought everybody was the same as me. And I thought that when I explained something to somebody and they didn't get it, it was because they were stupid, not the fact that I'd used my language, not theirs. And the, the example I use in my training course is my eldest daughter, who at the time was around about eight or nine, and I'd say things like, hey, Millie, we're going to go to Guildford. We just, um, my, my uh, ex-wife and I had split up. And I'd say to Millie, look, I'm, sweetheart, I'm going to take you to Guildford. We'll go to Wagamama's. We'll have chicken katsu curry. Then I'll take you to Urban Outfitters, buy you a top. How do you feel about that? And my eldest daughter would go, um, how do I feel about that? Well, in that moment, I was thinking, goodness gracious, you ungrateful little pickle. Because I've just offered to do this, 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 and this. Asked you how you feel, and you're going, oh, I don't know how I feel. 
Then I learned NLP, and what it dawned on me is that my Millie, my eldest daughter, is incredibly visual. And so she processes her, wor her world through what she sees. And so when I'm saying to her, how do you feel about that? She's having to translate that statement as, what does that mean? So when I learned this, I then changed my language. Millie, we're going to go to Guildford. We're going to do this, 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 this. Do you like the look of that? Yeah, Dad, that looks great. So it's I've literally changed one word in a sentence, and it completely transformed our relationship, and it completely transformed how we communicated because I then understood that not everybody processes information in the way that I do. And if I'm just talking in my language, if I'm lucky, I'm communicating clearly with about a third of the population. So imagine if I'm talking to a patient about something and I'm talking about, you know, maybe the pros and the cons or the pitfalls of something like a root canal therapy. And I say, you know, let's say I'm highly visual and I go, so uh, do you see what I can see? Do you see what I'm saying? Well, they don't see what I'm saying because if they're highly auditory, I need to be asking about, do you hear what I say? Do you understand that? Do you have any questions about that? Is there anything that you've heard that doesn't make sense to you? So it's about clarifying. And the funny thing is, right, when we teach this, I'm not teaching you anything you don't know deep down. Because as I'm talking to you, you're processing thinking, actually, some of this kind of makes sense. Why does miscommunication happen? And part of you is asking, what am I? How do I process information? Mm. So part of the training course is we help you identify that. And also we teach a really quick way of knowing how somebody's processing information so that you can talk in their model of the world. It reduces miss. Uh, communication it reduces conflict it increases the depth of communication and it increases sales because you're talking the right language right okay I mean, i'm just kind of wondering now which i am in, in regards to like you know thinking back there's i mean do we all have like a mixture within us yeah totally mixture so what we do is we want to identify what what preferences you are using at the time that i'm talking to you so as we look at each other on screen, I know that at the moment when we were talking, you're, you're a visual preference. So you were picturing things and you were thinking of things in pictures and movies. And so that doesn't define who you are. That just defines how you are processing. So I'm going to say to you, you know, when I'm talking to you, do, do, you get a, do you get a sense for what I'm being seen? Do you see what I'm saying? Does that work? And you would probably go, yeah, actually, that does. It, 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 just to clarify for everyone listening, I think you know you hit the nail on the head there when you talk about travelling into Guildford. I was picturing travelling into Guildford. <laughs> right? Do you know how I knew that? Go on, tell me. <laughs> I love this bit, honestly. Um, I can tell how you're representing information where your eyes go. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. So we do a little section on that, and people are blown away by it because it it blooming well works, and so. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's fascinating and it's simple and anybody can do it. And it just means that we are communicating more clearly. And then when we start to present treatment in, in the patient's model of the world, it deepens the relationship and it just makes things a whole lot better. And, you know, the systems that my wife and I, who's also a master practitioner, we developed in our business, um, we took our turnover from 
250,000 to a million uh, in a matter of uh, six years. And that was me working as the only dentist with a hygienist three and a half days a week. And it's just the systems that we developed and the way that we communicate. Um, oh, and by the way, no, no external marketing for uh, 13 years. Wow. So all word of mouth. Or, well, yeah, all word of mouth, but we have a system for asking for it. Right, okay. And so we, again, but <laughs> that, that in itself is a mini training program because in order for you to fully understand how we do that, I need to talk you through um, principles of ethical influence and the way that we, we are inherently influenced um, by, uh, there are six main principles of influence that we are all kind of embedded with. And so it's how we tap into that ethically to, to, to get referrals. So I, I get five-star Google reviews and I get referrals and recommendations and I've not had to market for 13 years. Wow. So, obviously, I mean, to, to, to rewind a bit as well, I mean, this, I say, this yeah. conversation, you already, you, you've blown my mind a bit, but <laughs> <laughs> um, could you go, uh, just go back, could you tell us a bit about your, you know, your background as well and what led you to where you are now? Oh, do you want the short story or the long story? <laughs> Should we go short? <laughs> go ahead, I'll tell you if it's too short and whether to expand, how about that? <laughs> okay. Paint a bigger picture for me, yeah. Even my, I'm going to paint the picture for you. I think even my uh, short story is probably a bit too long. So, um, I qualified in Leeds uh, as a dentist, and I um, did my VT and ended that in 1995. So I've actually been a dentist now for 26 years, just about 26 years. Um, I spent the first five years of my career working at a whole different raft of different practices to find out what I wanted to do. I never worked full-time anywhere um, until I owned my own practice, believe it or not. And I, um, I moved down south because of my then-girlfriend didn't want to live up north. And uh, I, ended up, I ended up marrying Jane. Um, oddly, a little known fact, at that point in time, I was a dentist and an aerobics instructor, and I was a presenter. And uh, for those that remember uh, Mr. Motivator, I worked with Mr. Motivator. No way, he, he, we met him when, <laughs> at the height of his fame, we were on holiday in Mallorca. And uh, my little brother was about three or four, just got glasses, and he got pulled out of the crowd by Mr. Motivator and told that only the best people wear glasses. There you go, because yeah. he wore glasses as well. He also was always off the beat, interestingly enough. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, um, <laughs> I started my practice, and uh, I thought that life was uh, really good. You know, I married uh, and then had two young daughters, and um, I... I, yeah, I was doing I was doing really well and then I kind of find out that my wife was having a two-year affair with a friend of mine and literally uh, my world fell apart or as I would now know I allowed my world to fall apart I became really affected by it and so in order to try and fix myself and you know learn how to support the girls <clears throat> I went and did a personal development course with a guy called Tony Robbins, who's this American guy who uh, ultimately, um, 
I, sh I learned things on this three-day course that completely blew my mind how we process information and how we generate our feelings and so on and so forth. And I thought, do you know what? 21 years ago, I was the first dentist to ever attend a sales training course in dentistry. It was the first ever thing that was done. And there was just four of us in a room in Manchester. And so when I then learned, um, went to Tony Robbins, I found out that he was he was uh, sharing principles of NLP. So I decided to go off and learn uh, NLP. So I became a practitioner, and then I became a master practitioner and a master hypnotherapist. And it suddenly dawned on me that there was so much good in this information that if I could take your kind of old school sales program and I could envelop the communication skills and the understanding of you know, how we process information into a sales training course, it could be utterly phenomenal for dentistry. And that's what I did. I wrote um, this training course. It took me a while to pluck up the courage to do something with it because I'd never done any public speaking and I was really nervous of that. So I went and did a public speaking course in America. I've done a lot of training in the States. And... Um, that's kind of the abridged version to where I'm at. And um, I met, two years after the divorce, I met Chloe in Hamburg. And Chloe was the first treatment coordinator, probably the second, actually, treatment coordinator in the country. She was working for a friend of mine, Elaine Halley, who's um, up in Scotland, fantastic, brilliant businesswoman. And Chloe and I just hit it off. So um, we dated for probably a year, 18 months, and Chloe moved down south. And we introduced treatment coordination, one of the first practices really to properly introduce treatment coordination. We then developed our systems based on our NLP experience and that's our business and quadrupled its turnover. Uh, and then we've just gone from strength to strength. So we share those, those techniques. We teach our DCO process and we help businesses. I do one-to-one -one coaching and I do one-to-many coaching. And that's my enjoyment is teaching a whole group of motivated individuals from um, dental nurses to practice managers and, and dentists how to utilize these skills to improve their businesses and ultimately their lives and the lives of their patients Brilliant. so later this year you've got you know your co restrictions pending I, I imagine you're, you're looking to run a course that you mentioned earlier everything smiles what can potential attendees expect from the course uh, everybody that we get our testimony everybody gives us a testimonial and they we always exceed their expectations and that's because in life, in general, we don't know what we don't know. And so whilst I can tell you that I'm going to enable you to learn how you can communicate more clearly, how you can influence, obviously, with integrity and ethically to, to influence and persuade people, the idea is that you are helping people make better decisions. Uh, it's all ecological. And so it's a whole process. We take you through a two-day um, thing where we're just... Each individual bit of, or nugget that I share with you can be used on its own. And it, it's a really pretty piece of a jigsaw puzzle. I'm going visual for you, mate. <laughs> so um, at the end of the two days, although you can use each individual piece and it looks really lovely on its own, when you combine them all, it produces this really lovely picture of a patient journey from start to finish that envelops all of the communication skills. And I start off the two days by saying, look, we're, we're about to spend 16 hours together learning some incredible nuggets that will result in the perfect 10-minute conversation with a patient. And the idea is to find out how you process information, what motivates you, 
what turns you on so that then I can step into your model of the world and serve you better. So I don't put you off what I'm recommending, which is what I was doing. You know, I had there are certain language skills that I learned. I had one, one word. And when I changed that word, I made £2,000 a week extra. Wow. Yeah, it was honestly crazy. Crazy. And so, yeah, sharing nuggets that you can take away. And again, the biggest feedback we get from delegates is that it fundamentally enabled them to make positive changes in their personal lives. Because this is about communication and people and relationships. It just so happens that I'm teaching to dentists and dentist teams. But the biggest impact is in your personal life. Is learning how your other half processes information or your children. You know, learning how my eldest daughter processes information and then practicing and stepping into her model of the world just made our relationship utterly incredible and it is wonderful. So, you know, I, I, I have to share stories on the way for people to understand the impact that this had for me and the impact it has for them. But what can they expect? A really fun, interesting, two-day interactive, no role play, no embarrassing moments, no standing up, no, you know, no talking in front of groups, there's not that. Um, it really is just having a chat with another person like we do every all day, every day. But it's beginning to understand how they process information so that we can present. That sounds fantastic. So none of the great stuff, just all good knowledge. Yeah, no, there's no cringe. Um, <laughs> and it's important to know that because particularly um, team members, if they think, oh, training, they start to worry about, oh, am I going to have to say something? Am I going to have to stand up? The answer is absolutely not. Um, what they will get is some understanding of how, you know, we talk about confidence, how they can be confident in a heartbeat is to teach them how to generate that confidence in a heartbeat we talk about all sorts of things that affect mental health it's just brilliant love it and um, yeah my mission is to is to get this out there and, and get as many people aware of the information because then you can check what you use um because there's a lot of information we follow we follow up that two-day course with um we do 21 follow-up emails that keep you engaged for the next few months of, remember we did this, go today, do this, have a little play. It's about being playful and experimenting and, and finding what works and how you can improve your way of doing it to benefit others. And that's it. And just to kind of add as well, you, you're still practicing three days a week. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, so I sold my practice a couple of years ago into a corporate. But I'm clinical lead, and I work 29 hours a week, and I do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So the beauty of this is that I'm not sure there's many business coaches in dentistry that are, well, most business coaches um, in dentistry, whilst A, are fabulous, um, are B, not dentists. And I think there's a unique proposition there is that I am utilizing what I'm sharing every single day. And if I'm up with something, I will road test it and, and play with it and then finesse it before I share it and, and use it. So, yeah, I do this all day, every well, all day, every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And um, I love my dentistry. Uh, I love treating my patients and looking after them. I'm still in the same practice. I've been in the same practice now for 21 years. But um, I sold that, yes, and I, but I still work that, and I I love it. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely thought that was my mention. It's not a case if you were a dentist couple of decades ago and you know, have moved on and you know are doing the coaching but you're also there in the thick of it on the front lines yeah. to the front yeah. days so thank you for bringing that up yeah i'm yeah daily daily <laughs> fantastic Brilliant. well where can people find you online and, uh, and find more information so um the best place to go is uh, right now is theconfidentdentist.com however uh, within the next few weeks it will be drbarryalton.co.uk 
Because that's, that's about to switch over, is it? Yeah, what we're going to do is we've recognised that because I've got quite a few offerings, so I've got influencing smiles, but during lockdown, I wrote and delivered a live Zoom training course over 14 weeks called um, The Dental Lynchpin. There's a book by Seth Oden called The Lynchpin, and it's understanding how you can become that linchpin in a business, the, the one that you'll turn to, that you gel people together, that you're a solution giver, not a problem giver, that you are you know, the, the one person that they couldn't do without. And during the first lockdown, the people that I spoke to that were most worried were associates um, because they were getting their percentages cut. They were you know, worried about their position and feeling that if anybody was going to be gone, it was going to be an associate because the principal's not going to sack themselves. And so I wrote the linchpin associate, but then I changed it to the dental linchpin because I had over 70 people with me each week online. And I taught them a lot more outside of influencing smiles. So we, we did a lot of um, mindful stuff and, and being able to influence ourselves, things like I ams. So your affirmations, in other words, why, why they're really important because the two most important words we use in our head is I am. What follows I am will determine the quality of your life. So, you know, if you go, I am stuck, um, I am I am in the deep doo-doo, invariably, you're right. If you say, I am resourceful, I am capable, I can do anything, invariably, you're right. And so there's an element of practicing that, creating what we call your morning glories, which is morning <laughs> morning routine, I know. So um, that website's coming, morningglory.com. Uh, to help people create that morning routine of, of focusing on, what they can do it's about contribution it's about growth it's about you know enjoying and doing what you can and focusing on the good stuff not just the bad stuff because most dentists i mean think most people right but let's, let's say we treat 24 patients in a day and we have one dickhead we all focus on that one not not 23 really engaging interesting interactions the quality that we provided the dentistry the care we only focus on the one thing that really et at us and you know, that's our choice. We just don't realize it's our choice. So it's empowering people. So I, I did the linchpin. I've got influencing smiles. We've got, you know, the CIT. I developed an injection technique. I don't know if you know about that. Yes, I do. And I've got it on my notes. <laughs> so I've got the CIT, comfortable dental injection technique. Um, and my inje- my patients do not know they've had an injection. They do not feel a thing. And it's, it's involving NLP and misdirection and a bit of technique, but it has massively grown my business. And so there's lots of things that I've got. Actually, I just thought it's getting a bit complicated. You know, who is the competent dentist? What is influencing smiles? What's the CDIT? So we're taking it back to basics because um, it's Dr. Barry Alton. And by the way, I can share this with you, this with you, or this with you, and just help you in any area of your life. I do one-to-one coaching and personal coaching um, where we use all sorts of NLP tools and things that were born out of gestalt therapy and timeline release and things like that. that are incredibly beneficial to us individuals, and that actually makes people better business people. Um, so yeah, it will be going to drbarryalton.co.uk. Brilliant. Well, we'll make sure the web address is updated in the bio for this episode, so listeners can find much. can find you on there. But no, thank you very much for joining us today, Barry. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. <laughs> One of the more unpredictable podcasts I think we've had. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm unpredictable, nothing else. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if, if people want a reason to sign up for one of your so, courses. Oh, anybody's welcome to join. Actually, if anybody's interested, I'm always up for having a Zoom call to, to you know, 15, 20-minute Zoom call to answer questions they've got about it. 
Um, I've got no qualms in that. It's it is a phenomenal course, and the testimonials speak for themselves. And um, yeah, I the more the merrier. For me. I want to share with this this info with as many people as possible. Fantastic. Well, you heard the man. Check out his website. The correct one will be, as I say, in the description to this episode. But Barry, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you ever so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Hi, James. It's Dr. Barry Alton here, uh, giving you an update on how I'm feeling after the vaccine. Uh, I really enjoyed our podcast. Thank you very much. And um, I just wanted to say that I'm feeling a heck of a lot better. It has taken just under four weeks for me to begin to feel normal again. And my fatigue is still around, um, but the feelings of flu and pain and the cough and the difficulty breathing has now gone. So thank you so much for showing concern and asking me to give you an update. Here it is. And uh, I look forward to maybe having another podcast with you soon. Uh, Take care, stay well, and I'll speak to you again. Bye for now.